Aaron Sexton, Chris Pesman joining us, the uh, Athletic Director University of Houston. And, uh, Chris, we're just talking to Drew Pearson, a great cowboy. We're thinking right now of the Oilers with what you guys are doing to celebrate the city and that team. But uh, welcome to the show, man. There are a lot of exciting things as you all get ready to tee it up Saturday. Yeah, it's time to go, Matt. This is it, man. This is the time of year we're we're all excited for. You know, it's it feels like it's. I wish it was Friday already, and then really Saturday. But this, you know, the Thursday the games start. I mean, this is it, man. High school football started. This is the best time to be in the state of Texas. That's for sure. Now, who conceived of this? Love you, blue. I mean, that looks awesome. I mean, the the pinstriping, the striping on the side of the piping, we like to call it. And the jerseys and everything, that is tapping into some history. And uh, that's going to bring even more than just Cougars fans. You know, that's the city of Houston. That's Oilers fans from around. And I'm I'm curious who your number 34 is. I should look at the roster. Won't that be? You need to have a big running back, uh, at least for this game, wearing the number 34, correct? Yeah, yeah, we're going to have to find somebody with some of those old Donzi shoulder pads that we used to wear when we were, you know, in first grade or, or freshman in high school. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, this we've been working on this for a couple of years, and with between the pandemic and supply chains, we couldn't get the, the, the jerseys in here. And, you know, they came in probably – we knew we were going to get them this summer, and we've been kind of sitting on it trying to figure out which game we wanted to roll them out for. But – you know, with us going into Big 12 and our first game being a, a, a team from Texas, it just felt uh-huh. like a, a natural to roll them out this weekend and, and really to try our, and tie ourselves back into the city even more so. Because, I mean, I grew up here in town, and you know, the police cars used to be that baby blue. The friggin' helicopters used to be that color. They used that color all over the city. <laughs> and it, and obviously the Oilers wore it. It, it just – it was just a, a way to try to tie ourselves back to the city and have something that everybody could get fired up about. Now, I got to tell you, Matt, the response, I, I was expecting a really overwhelming response. It's been even better than expected. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have to figure out a way to keep this going, I think. Can you can you get Dana to put on a cowboy hat? And, I mean, it's probably a little warm for a sheepskin-type jacket. But, I mean, Dana in a cowboy hat down there, and I know we can't trick it up too much, but, boy, wouldn't that be something? And, and uh, yeah, to have that, <laughs> yeah, it's funny you say that. I uh, somebody sent me a one of a gif or something of uh, of coach uh, of uh, uh, coach Phillips with the hat and the fur coat and everything. I was like, man, I'd pay money to put him in that. But Dana Dana will step out of the out of his comfort zone a little bit, but that might be a little bit too much for him. <laughs> uh, Chris uh, Drake Toll here, one of the new additions to the Mosley Show. Man, I, I see the the end zones will be blue this week. The, the jerseys, UTSA, obviously with votes uh, in the AP poll, they're a big, big team, and it's a huge non conference game. All all that boils down to is this the most excitement you can remember about a Houston football team going into a season, with all things considered. Yeah, you know, look, I've been back here. This I'm starting my sixth year here. I would, I would tell you just honestly, probably the year when Tom was here and they had all those guys coming back, and then we kind of stubbed our toe. But you know, right now today, yeah, I mean, we're we're mirroring that that same the same numbers, the same excitement, the same energy around the city. I mean, this is it, man. People are excited. We we're going to be close to a sellout on on Saturday. We're over uh, seventy. 600 new season tickets sold going into the year. I mean, just there's so much 
energy and excitement around it. And it's because we're playing teams that people grew up watching. I mean, getting obviously UTA, UTSA is a newer program, but it's from the state. But you think about getting it, being able to get in a car and drive up and play Baylor, which is 90 miles away, you know, getting to play TCU here week three. That's what our fans grew up with and really resonates in the community and what gets us excited. I mean, I can't wait. What's that relationship like with those Baylor folks? You know, Mac came from Houston. Jeremiah Dickey was at Houston. He's now at Boise State. Uh, there were folks that with you still at Houston, but I imagine there's some great friendships that have uh, remained over the years. Although I didn't like one of our basketball players ending up on Kelvin's team, okay? I did not, <laughs> I did not appreciate that, Chris. <laughs> um, the relationship with Mac and, and Jeremiah and the, and the crew that's been through has been great. Um, Jeremiah and I, we talk, you know, probably about every other week about scheduling. And, and Mac has been, I was the football ops guy when Mac was the athletic director here. So it's been very familiar, which is great, especially as a new person coming into the 80s room. But, but I'll be happy to say that LJ is here on our basketball team and, and we're not giving him back. That kid can play and we're very excited to have him here to say the least. <laughs> Chris, uh, I, I, this whole expansion thing obviously has been massive. And one of the questions we posed to Mac earlier this week, I think so intriguing, is talk about teams that are making $30 million, some 40 some 50 w- When it comes to Houston and Houston athletics, what's the difference in oh. $10 million, $30 million? What does this truly do being in the Big 12? It, well, I, I mean, in real terms, I mean, it allows me to keep a guy like Coach Sampson. You know, a couple years ago, um coach had we were working through when we had our first real uh sweet 16 run coach had some options and we were able to kind of like string it together and make it work and at that point we weren't certain that conference realignment was going to go our way and we were really extending ourselves financially and really putting ourselves in you know i don't want to say uncomfortable position but because you've got somebody that is as good as coaches and frankly a hall of fame coach one of the best in the business and, you know, other places have deeper pockets, but he saw the value of staying here and we were able to keep him. But now as we sit here, be able to keep him going and invest in the staff and get assistance that you can keep and hold on to. And I'm just giving you one aspect of it. We get a lift across the whole spectrum of our department. This, When I got here, again, uh, a little over five years ago now, our operating budget was just under $50 million. Going into this fall, we'll be at $98 million. And that just that's the delta in us having guys like Kelvin, Dana, um, other coaches that we have on our staff, the way that we can reinvest in our student-athletes, it gives us a chance now to be on equal footing as we try to compete. What's the next big thing that you're working on or building? We all seem to have to have things that are being constructed at all times on college campuses. And Dana does not hold back, does he? Dana's, no. Dana will let you know that he would like to see uh, more things built and that type of thing. He's not shy about that sort of thing. What direction are y'all headed in that respect? Yeah, great question. Uh, right after this season, uh, we break ground on a new $140 million football operations center that'll go in the end zone of our stadium and be adjacent to our indoor practice facility. It'll also add about 900 new premium seats, um, new fan amenities that will help improve our game day experience. But to your point, you know, our day-to-day here is okay. It's not good enough for who we're competing against in the, at a P5 level or in the Big 12. And this will get us on equal footing or better uh, with everybody we're competing against and really allow us then to focus on the efficiencies that we're able to gain with that building and the way that we're able to take care of our kids. 
But what's really cool about it is we've got this massive Olympic facility that now we free up all the football space that we can truly make it a kick-ass Olympic facility. And so we'll get the football building done. And as soon as that we get football out of here, we'll turn our attention into our Olympic sports. So we got a lot of building to do, and um, it's but it's all good. This is everything we've asked for and everything we'd hoped for, and we're willing to take on that challenge, excited to. Chris, obviously Houston coming to the Big 12, there was a lot of excitement. You got Dana Holgerson's going to be the biggest show in the conference, and then bam, Deion Sanders, Colorado, those four Pac-12 teams. How, what's the feeling of a team that's now coming into the league when you got four others who are taking some of that some of that spotlight? You know, it, it it doesn't bother me. It's in fact, I'm really excited about the addition of four schools because of what it means for the Big Twelve. I mean, you think about all the the conference realignment, all the fluidity that we've had with the schools and the leagues, and now you sit here and you look with those four schools coming in next year and how it just it, it reinforces the stability of the Big Twelve. And for that, I, I'm I you know you got to look more on the horizon of what it means for us and maybe not immediate you know uh, I don't want to say hit just because they take some of the uh, attention off of the new schools coming in with us in Central Florida Cincinnati and BYU but it's okay man this is for everybody's best interests it's a win for the league it's a win for every school in the league this is this is setting us up for great growth and what I'm really excited about is how it allow us at the University of Houston to continue to grow our brand and then continue to grow you know where we're competing for championships and look in the American we were a really successful athletic department we we were we won at least four championships every year for the last eight years that's gonna be a tougher sled as we get into the big 12 we we got to grow into that but that's a challenge we're willing to take especially with the strength of the additional schools that are coming in and now with the 16 schools we'll have in a year I'm glad you're getting some revenue and you're not having to do what SMU is trying to do and just say, hey, our donors will cover about $200 million if you'll let us into the conference. You know, there may be a ramp-up thing, but you guys are going to arrive and we'll soon, you know, have an equal seat at the table. And uh, I do think that feels like – although it's interesting to see. I mean, it's, it's uh, impressive from their donors that they're willing to step up and do something like that. Yeah, kudos to, to SMU and Rick, uh, their athletic director of fan base. Rick and I, you know, being in the American together and then working, you know, all of us with realignment, everybody has their, you know, their ears up when it was happening for us when we got in. And Rick and I talked a couple times about it. You know, there was, we had kicked around some, uh, Houston, some ways that we could try to take a similar approach if we were in the, in a similar position where that was necessary. But having, working through that transition right now, I mean, it's it's a lot more money than what people think it, it it is a it's a heavy lift as you're trying to grow into this because not only are you thinking about okay i've got to make up the revenue to match and look like everybody else but your expenses are growing i, I use the analogy our revenue is growing at like a 45 degree angle but your expenses go at a 90 degree angle and it, it's it and it's how do you reconcile those two things as you're trying to invest and grow your programs and be competitive? And we all know football and basketball have to win because that drives the revenue bus. But then you turn and you look into your Olympic sports and you're trying to like put, hold them off until you can get to a point where you can really grow into that. And that's, it's hard to do when, when you're, when somebody's funding that and it's not coming from the conference. And because if those sports don't have success, then 
those those revenue streams can disappear. So uh, kudos to them for stepping up. But it's it, it's going to be a heavy lift, and they just got to be prepared. For, it's going to take a, a little bit until they can get that off the off their donors and start absorbing them themselves. Chris, I uh, I don't know if you have any luncheons with Brett Yormark planned here soon, but if not, I'll be the guy who says I see Texas on the schedule. I see, they're coming to Houston. So if you and Dana could do us all some favors, man, I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Brett said it, and I know Dana probably doubled down or did double down on it earlier this week about his <laughs> uh, his his uh, his lack of love for Texas and A and M. But he's not alone, uh, you know. It's um, it, in that sentiment at all. It's um, it's 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 going to be a lot of fun when Texas rolls in here uh, in October, and um, I can't wait for where we are and where we are in the season and see this team progress as we get ready to well really focus on UTSA this weekend because they're a load, and and we get TCU here week three, which is our first Big Twelve game, which is going to be through the roof with excitement. This whole season with the teams that are coming in here is just a dream schedule for us, and really cannot be more excited for what's coming. All right, and the uh, Love You Blue, by the way, can um, can fans purchase any of those? I, I would think if you're going to roll out an awesome looking thing like that, you might you might be able to sell a few of those in the in the bookstore or at the games. How are y'all How are y'all handling that? It, it's coming through licensing, um, so okay. we get, we hit some roadblocks with getting this approved through the campus. But uh, it to maximize our revenue potential with this. We knew this was going to be big. I don't think anybody foresaw the social media and the overwhelming response and how it connected us again back to the city. It has been awesome. I mean, just Barstool Sports, their national Twitter account was like, this is our favorite uniform ever. And I was like, how cool is that? (laughs) So the unit, this is, we're going to, we're going to get this done. It was too good of an idea to sit and wait for the merch to get in because there were some other teams or maybe some other people that were angling for it and I was like we got to get this done and and tying it back into our first Big 12 game and and on top of that it's the I didn't even know this but the city's birthday was this week as well 187 years so there's all these things that just kind of started layering in that we were like we got to do this now because if we sit on this it's going to get out we'll lose kind of our own narrative with it so the merch is coming I can promise you that <laughs> Chris Pesman the uh, Houston athletic director uh did, was Mac did he have as good a sport coat game back when you were working with him as he does now I mean he really puts some pretty nice stuff out there in terms of the designs and everything uh, or was he more of like a cougar red just keeping it pretty basic back in the day no, Mac. He, he he stepped out of his. Uh, he certainly is outside of my comfort zone with some of his pace. I I can't pull it off the plaid on plaid things like that. But he's uh-huh. he's out there, man. Uh, it's impressive. I'm trying to figure out my own little <laughs> angle here that so I can have some signature apparel. But Mac, he, yeah. he's the uh, him and Del Conte in the league. We'll just let them uh, fight it out. Yeah. You could do. You're a former player. You can like wear a hoodie or, or look like really cool and stuff like that. So you're fine. You can, yeah. you can, uh, yeah. You can, you can do all that. I'll bust out the '80s trucker hat. That's when I'm uh, in, in a dip. That I'm, I'm good there. <laughs> all right. Well, Chris, that was uh, that was a lot of fun and uh, good luck Saturday. And really appreciate you doing this today. And congrats on all the unbelievable feedback that y'all been getting on these uniforms and everything about uh, y'all entering the Big 12. Well, fellas, I appreciate you having me on. It, it, this is, um, it's been a labor of love to get to this point, and we're really, again, I'm, I keep saying it, we couldn't be more excited to be here, but 
we're just not excited to be here. We're excited for the journey that we're on, and, and I appreciate you having me on and look forward to talking to you guys some more and look forward to a great year. We'll see you in person soon. There he goes, uh, Chris Pesman, uh, the uh, – uh, the AD at the University of uh, Houston, and, uh, man, that's fun. Fun to visit with him and fun to think about the excitement around these new teams and then, of course, the new teams coming in in 2024. And, uh, and Drake, I kind of liked what you asked him about that uh, because it is a little strange to be the new teams and everybody's supposed to be excited about you, and then all the talk is about Dion and everybody else. So uh, I thought he handled that really well, and I think he understands – that for the stability of the league, adding these four teams, the four corner schools, is a good thing, no matter what Kyle Whittingham has to say. And we'll deal with Kyle next week. I mean, who knows? I mean, this this role that we're on, um, we're, we're going to have just about everybody we can have on, and uh, Kyle Whittingham may be joining us next week. It is the Matt Mosley Show, Drake Toll, Aaron Sexton. We will now go racing into the 4 o'clock hour. And Drake has some